0: All right, welcome to the Patriot Nation podcast. It is officially throwback week. The Patriots will be wearing their red throwbacks on Sunday against the Detroit Lions. We got a lot to get to, including some of the stuff from last week as well. But Matt, I mean, we're both wearing the jerseys. How excited are you to see them wearing that red Pat Patriot with the white helmet? Oh, my goodness. It's going to look so good on Sunday.
1: Oh, it's going to be fantastic. We're at almost a decade to the day. Last time they wore it was October of 2012. So we're at, I think we're at like, I think we're one week or two weeks short of a, de- a decade to the last time they wore them. That uh, 29-26 overtime win over the Jets. I think it was Nink forcing the fumble in that game.
0: Ooh, I remember that.
1: Yeah, to yep. win the game. So it's, I just love having them out there. It's, it's like, it's a nice break from what they have. Like I wouldn't, I don't want them to go red full time. But I like it as we're going to do this two or three times a year. They got that red banner that I saw them oh, show like inside the stadium so around the walls. I love it. And I love that they're bringing the old word mark back.
0: It looks so the good.
1: Stripes and the stars on the inside. It's fantastic. Yeah. I hope they put that in the end zone. That better be in the end zone. So
0: season ticket holders used to be able to uh, not used to be able to season ticket holders could vote on what they wanted. So like towels. And what the words would look like around the stadium, and what the door would look like when they open it, like the locker room door. And I was like, you have to number one, you have to vote for the red, and number two, you have to vote for the for the old word mark because the old word mark is so cool with the the paint. That for those of you that don't know, it's it's the font with the stars in the middle of each letter. They look it looks awesome. I love it. So
1: yeah. Th- they opened that up for uh, a general vote this year.
0: Oh, maybe right? it was a general vote. You're right. It wasn't season season ticket holder. It was a general vote. You're right.
1: Yeah, because I know I voted in that. I do. I love the red. I think I voted for a little bit of blue in some cases, too.
0: Yeah, I think maybe it was the... You know what? I think it was the door uh, of the locker room. The, the the blue looked cooler than the red. I think maybe you're right about that one. Yeah, so, either I, way.
1: Yeah, yeah so... Yeah, I mean, obviously, we know what won the uh, field wrap there. So yeah, there's the field flags. All the options are blue, with a Pat Patriot. One has the wordmark. One has a stripe. One is plain with the year. They got the rally towels. Yep, and the locker room design: red, white, and blue for those. So, so there you go. We'll see what we get on uh, Sunday.
0: Yeah yeah love those towels man love them got one for got one for the packers game one sunday it was great
1: you might have to snag me an extra an extra towel on Sunday. i could probably pull that
0: off <laughs> i could probably pull that off i grab like six of them when i go by because they're just <laughs> handing them out they're like okay they're like ah i'm no. like can i take an extra one like yeah sure take three i'm like all right cool
1: oh well yeah I, I yeah no i i know from my experience especially like providence basketball games too i used to yeah. know some of the people that would do that stuff i just get there early and they got boxes and boxes. Oh, can yeah. I, can I grab, like, three or four this time?
0: Like, So I was when Barstool did the first game when they had the clown towels. I applied to be a guy who passed them out. And I got it. So I got a huge bag of them. Mm-hmm. And so I, like, stuffed a bunch, like, in my car. <laughs> and Portnoy was, like, pass them all up. Pass them-. And I passed the majority of them. But I kept probably 10 on, on yeah. the side just for people and stuff like that. And then I literally – I opened up that bag and people, like – rushed me in the in the parking lot was crazy um but it was cool but it was fun but you know you had those towels i think i still have one of those like in the packaging without opening it up or whatever so uh (laughs) it's kind of a funny little a funny little thing you know what i mean uh just to have you know i I would never sell it but just to kind of have it to say i was there or whatever you know so oh yeah um but that's that's awesome but yeah it's fun it's fun so one of the one of the perks of being being at these games you know so yeah So, but, uh, but yeah, so before we get into the lions, I do, I do want to just, you know, everyone knows I was in green Bay, uh, last week. I talked about it on last week's show. I just, if you haven't been out there, you have to go, you just have to get there. The stadium is incredible. And, you know, I was talking to Matt before talking to you, Matt, before the show. And like they have Gillette has to do stadium tours. They have to, I did a stadium tour there. It was absolutely incredible. It was incredible. And it was like 40 bucks. They got us on the field. Now we didn't get on the field because you can't step on the field because it's grass. But like we got on the sideline, walked through the players tunnel, like through the Green Bay Packers players tunnel, which was dope. And then, you know, and then walked onto the field. It was sick. So uh, just being there was really cool. And it was a 90 minute tour. It was a 90 minute tour. I paid 40 bucks and I got entrance to the Hall of Fame. And like, you know, I I was, you know, you just do the math. The guy said they did 110 tours on Saturday. Our tour group was 29 people. So even if even if that's not a full tour, we said, OK, let's just say that that's a full tour. Twenty nine people, 110 things at 40 bucks a pop. You make one hundred and twenty thousand dollars on a Saturday before that the is game. not
1: too shabby.
0: And so it's like, you know, you'd be stupid not to do that. I wonder when the construction is done if they'll do that right next year, construction will be done next yeah. year before, before the season. I wonder if they'll start doing that because like there's enough history at Gillette now where you got the six Super bowls, you got the trophies, you got things like that. The hall was a good take, like just give those tours and, and have it be an extra, you know, 40, 50 bucks or something. It's it's, it would be awesome. So, um, so that's kind of, that's what I would do at least. So,
1: yeah, I I think it's silly to miss out on an opportunity like that. Yeah. And I know too, I haven't gone to a lot of like ballparks and stuff. A lot of baseball parks offer tours, especially yeah, the historic way, ones. And yeah, let's, Gillette's, Gillette's not historic in the sense that it's old, but at this point it's historic in the sense that a lot of cool stuff's happened there. Right. And it's a well-known stadium and everybody's played there. Every, yeah. every team has some memory of that stadium.
0: A hundred percent. It's people, probably and, usually bad for most teams too.
1: Yes. Yes. I was on uh Ravens podcast, Ravens week. Talking about the, I mentioned the construction going on, and I got the comment of, "Oh, well, they better make sure the uh, all the radio communication actually works into the headsets this
0: time." Man, (laughs) let me tell you something. I, I know the guy. I know. I know a guy who's pretty high up over there. That radio stuff has nothing to do with the Patriots. That is run by the NFL. Not run by the Patriots. It's run by the NFL. You know, all those conspiracy theories. I
1: will embrace the myths, though. If teams are to come into Foxborough, if they're taking an extra extra 20 minutes every week to proof their equipment to make sure that nobody's tapping it or whatever, that's 20 minutes away from preparation.
0: Right. Yeah, it's the old Mike Tomlin song. We will listen to the Patriots radio broadcast. (laughs) This is so good. It's so good.
1: Just Um, playing football. You can't. You're not. You're not winning. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So two other things. Um. When I was at the game, I was sitting behind a 96 year old woman who had been coming to the Packers her whole life. Uh. It was pretty cool. So that was pretty cool to talk to her and this and that. And her, she was there with her family, and which was fun. They were great people. All the people there were were fantastic. There was one super drunk guy who was trying to start trouble with us, and we wouldn't have it. He was trying to give us crap, and we were just like laughing at him and, you know, whatever, going back and forth, like not really anything guy left in handcuffs. Like he, he, he went after someone else and, you know, he wasn't having it and so the cops arm and see you later. So, uh, so, you know, he got, what he deserved, but we, we, you know, we didn't, we didn't take the bait. I will say, however, I was outside in the parking lot before, and I kind of mentioned this before, but, uh, a few guys walk up, one of them was wearing a Harford whalers, uh, sweater. Another one's wearing a, a, a blood. So throwback. And I'm just like, we're just chatting in this net, and, and he's like, I recognize your voice. He's like, I, I don't know why I recognize your voice. And I'm like, why? I don't know. I host the Patriots Podcast. And he's like, Wait, I listen to that podcast. That's the podcast. That's my Patriots podcast I listen to. So, uh, so Glenn, if you're out there listening, we appreciate you listening. Thanks, man. Um, you know, and it, it was nice meeting you uh over. And of course, like, you know, then everyone else called me, you know, uh uh they didn't call me uh Double P or PP because, Pat, you know, podcaster pad or whatever the, the rest of the time we we're there. But, uh, but it was fun. It was funny. And then, of course, my, I tell my wife when I get home and she's rolling her eyes, like, Jesus, like, come on. Like, you know, you don't. <laughs> so, Ego's getting a bit uh, too big. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but, uh, but no, it was good. It was nice to, it's always good to see, to meet, you know, people that, that enjoy the show. I wouldn't call them fans because that's weird. They're not my fans, but, uh, other hey, Patriots fans hey, and, hey. and people that people that listen to the show. So yeah. so we appreciate that. And um and yeah, that's it. That that I think that wraps up the Green Bay trip. I will say I feel like every trip you have like disagreements or things don't go right or like something goes wrong. There was not one thing that went wrong during our trip. Both well, flights,
1: Patriots lost.
0: So. Well, other than that. But they played a great game. I mean, they played a great yeah. game. Like, I just wanted them to be competitive. Like, that was the only that's bad true. thing is they lost in overtime, right? You're right, Matt. That, that's the one thing. <laughs> but like both flights were on time. They didn't get bumped. We actually got to both airports early. Um, the rental car was super easy. We hit zero traffic. We drove for like eight hours and and didn't sit in traffic not once, not one time. All the food we had was fantastic. The Airbnb we stayed at was ridiculous the seats in the stadium were unreal the the tailgate before was fantastic the whole freaking trip was incredible no one got any you know, any arguments no one was pissed at each other like nothing it was it was like That's the a, perfect trip so yeah, that, is,
1: that might never happen again it might never
0: happen again no it might never happen again we'll go with the same four guys next year maybe and everyone will be hating each other and we you know we'll okay we'll, we'll have like you we'll know up, delayed you flights and all this crap and yeah, be end up a mess, stuck
1: you know. over in baltimore for a
0: night right right exactly yeah, so <laughs> But, you know, for one trip, it was it was fantastic. So uh, but, you know, again, if you haven't been out to Green Bay and the Patriots won't play there for another eight years, probably, although they might with the new with the way that the new, you know, yeah, I'm not um, even
1: going to try to do the math on what yeah, they no, could no, play no. there next before that eight you, year mark. Not what that, is that, but. Twenty twenty thirty. Oh my god, I'm gonna be thirty-two years old the next time they might play out there. That is 2030,
0: 32. In eight years you'll be thirty-two, bro. Shut up, man. Are you
1: kidding <laughs> me? Stop it. I'll be I'll be kind be so old at that point. Yeah,
0: yeah, right. Six years younger than I am right now, still. <laughs> um, but nevertheless. But yeah, so that's uh but it was great. So if you if you get a chance to go out there, uh definitely do it because it was fantastic. So um, but anyways. Let's get into the let's get into the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions have
1: it, NFC like, North foe.
0: It's yeah, two back back to back NFC North, which is kind of funny. As a matter of fact, someone said, "Who that, What the hell team was it?" It's played all four teams in the other division that they play in so far oh, this year.
1: Raven, oh the Ravens. Oh, I don't know about NFC, AFC, but I know the Ravens have played every AFC East
0: team. That's now. right. The Ravens, yeah. their first four games were all against AFC East teams, which seems stupid, but and they went two and two. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. So uh, should have won this week against Buffalo, and they choked. But never won
1: against Miami and choked. That's today. very true.
0: That's very true. So and they um,
1: almost choked against us. But yes, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so you know, it's one of those. It's one of those things for me. Um, my favorite. This is my favorite stat. And, and going into this Lions game, I mean, my goodness, dude, the Lions are number one in points scored and number thirty-two in points allowed. <laughs> And, some, and they've, they're they averaging 35 points a game and have a negative point <laughs> differential this season. They're giving up 35.3. It's extremely close, but they're giving up 35.3 points per game. It is just incredible how bad their defense has been. Uh, and yeah. so that's a good sign for the offense who might be starting, you know, I, I really hope they're not starting Mac Jones, but might be starting Billy Zappi again. I they're not gonna start Garrett Gilbert, right? Like there's no way they can start this kid, right?
1: If, if they're if Garrett Gilbert is the starting quarterback on Sunday, either something has gone horribly wrong with Mac and Zappy, or Zappi is just really, really bad behind the scenes. But if he were that yeah. bad, they would have signed he wouldn't have made the team. So very true. Yeah, they would have signed somebody else. They would have had somebody on the practice squad. So you gotta think gotta think this is Zappy's show on Sunday. You would think Although, so. Although we saw some promising stuff from Mac today. I, I don't know if he's going to go this week, but the fact he he looked better than I thought he'd be at this point. Yeah, I'll tell you that much.
0: Me too. I just feel like so. And the argument, and you talked about this last week. You know that Brady missed only a week, right, with the high ankle sprain, and that and that was like three but, separate times. Yeah, right. Very true. But I do feel like the majority of those times were in the playoffs.
1: All three were. Two right. were Super Bowls. One was uh, the bye week. <laughs>
0: Right, and so that's the thing for me is you look at that and you say, okay, it's a playoff game. Of course Brady's going to play. Of course he's going to play. And you know, in the instance of the Super Bowl, it doesn't matter how bad it is. It's the last game of the season. You're not playing another game, right? No. This is if the he gets fifth hurt, game. you got
1: months season. to, yeah.
0: Exactly. This is the fifth game of the season. There's 12 more games after this game. Like, yeah. I don't care if Mac is 75%. Don't put him out there. It It doesn't make sense to do it.
1: And the, the big thing is it's it's all about re-injury. If they've cleared right. it and it's like he doesn't have a shot at re-injury, so it's just how much he can move and how much he yeah. can tolerate the pain, then it's up to Mac. But if there's any shot at re-injury, like this is a, a Detroit defense that's been awful, a team that's 1-3 and three this year. They do have a good offense. And this is not an easy game. Right. But if there's a game you have to pick to say, hey, we're not going to have our – Number one quarterback for it. The only other game you'd pick on the schedule, I think, is the game against the Bears in a few week. Few weeks. This is the NFC games don't count as much for standings because you're not going to have to really worry about tiebreakers for them um, early in the season. Home game. If if Mac is only going to miss one more week, this is just about the week you'd want it to be.
0: Yeah, and and honestly, if you really want to be cautious about it, they go Lions, Jets, Bears.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, like, if you're ever going to miss four mm-hmm. games, obviously so the Packers game. Lions,
1: Ly- Browns, Bears, Jets.
0: <laughs> oh, my Lord. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, so that's Which even. Which
1: Browns, to be fair. Browns is Miles Garrett. So, maybe we don't want
0: right. to risk that. Yeah, but... right, right. So, that that's one of those things where you look at it and say, like, okay, it's the Browns, it's the, Jet, it's the Bears, it's the Jets. Like, they all suck. They all suck. Like, let's be honest. The Browns suck. Like, okay. Like, they stink. They're not good. Yeah. And so it doesn't mean it's going to be well, easy game, especially with Jacoby. Correct. So, so that's the thing is like you know, and at this point, you're not winning the Super Bowl. You want to win, of course you want to win. The Patriots want to win. We know Belichick wants to win. He's not tanking, but the future is more important than one game, right? And yeah. and if and you know, keeping Mac healthy is important. He needs snaps. He needs to play the rest of the season. We want him to do that. But again, if that re-injury is going to be an issue, well, then it's kind of like, let's just be cautious and kind of go from there. When I originally, I thought six weeks originally was kind of my thought process. Maybe it's only three. Maybe we can cut that in half. I still think two would be aggressive. Maybe, you know, maybe he plays next week against the Browns. But I just don't know. I, I just, I don't love it. I don't love rushing him back, you know? So, and then Brady always played. Brady always played through everything. He played O2 with a you know, with an AC joint sprain, yeah. all season, right? But like, I don't love that. Well, and um, it's, you know, I no. think
1: it's different with leg injuries, like ankle stuff, especially like high ankle stuff. Is th- stuff that really never goes away. Like right. to to an extent, Max probably going to be dealing with this for the rest of the season, even Correct. when he's fully healthy and not even on the injury report. That's going to hurt a little bit. Right. So he'll have to suck it up and deal with it at some point and I'm glad that he's he has that mentality it's not like some other quarterbacks we've seen in New England who apparently would practice but not want to play on Sunday and not really give a heads up about that happening so I like the effort there I like that mentality no, no
0: wait a second that <laughs> doesn't sound like anyone I've ever heard of before I just you know <laughs> oh um, baby
1: yeah but um yeah I love the mentality. I don't want to rush him back. I also – this team is good enough that you don't want to be cautious either. The second yeah. he's cleared and he feels like he can come back, he should come back. This isn't right. – this also this isn't too, uh and what's going on in Miami. I trust New England's doctors more than I trust the doctors down there, first of all, and yes. our coaching staff yes. and all that. And, I mean, it's an ankle injury, not a head one. There's no, like – he can play once he's actually cleared. I do trust them on that. I don't think we need to be really putting this one under, under the microscope as much and saying, Hey, let's make sure he's out the full two months to get this deal.
0: I agree. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that completely. So we'll kind of, we'll see what that, we'll see what that takes them. Um, but I do think that the lions pose um, some interesting problems. One thing before we get into the real breakdown, the whole Peter King, tie law thing was just weird to me. Like I
1: this is what happened. I, I'm totally
0: so. The, this is like Jack Jones came out and said after the game, which we loved. Right? We talked about this. Mm-hmm. I loved the swagger from Jack Jones talking oh, yeah. about how it was great. I loved it. And then you know Peter King is talking about how well you know. Uh, oh, he's he's saying that uh, that Aaron Rodgers shouldn't like think about throwing outside. Oh, that's like so stupid, and he should shut up. And and then Ty Law was like, no one on that defense should be talking nobody that defense like their defense earned nothing shut up and i'm like really like i get it from peter king he's like an old crotchety dude i get that but like ty law ty law was like the swaggiest cockiest guy (laughs) in the league and he's out here talking about jack jones who by the way has already jumped multiple out routes already this year as a rookie he's talking about him like shutting up about like playing well and getting a pick six against Aaron Rodgers, Like I I just, I thought it was really a a very old man yells at cloud moment from Ty law, which I was not expecting.
1: Yeah. That's odd from him, which I mean, I trust his opinion on this. He's one of my all time favorite Patriots. So I I understand it in that Jack Jones is just a rookie and did not look good in the running game. And maybe you lose, you shouldn't be talking and do get that part of it. Um, But yeah, I I just love the attitude from defensive backs in general. You got to play with that, especially it's a position where you're going to kind of get burnt more than you won't it's inherent in it. So you got to have that chip on your shoulder. you got to have that attitude. If you don't, you're going to get eaten up
0: hundred percent. Yeah. And I
1: love what I saw from Jack Jones. I was, I was watching uh, the film this week. Once the all 22 came out, which actually came out pretty promptly this week. So props to NFL on that one. Nice work, NFL. Uh, not, not props to me looking for the week three lions film and finding that the Panther saints film was there instead. And there is no lions Vikings all 22 from week three on the site. That's interesting. Yeah. But anyway, I was watching the game, and there's one play from Jack Jones. He's in the slot. No, it would end up being the slot because another receiver comes over. as just like an over-rep from his guy. And he plays the man, but the entire time he like blankets the receiver. The entire time he's watching Aaron Rodgers, in the second that Rodgers makes a move to throw, he jumps in front of the route. Rodgers wasn't even throwing to him. Rodgers was right. throwing to a different guy, but he's just sitting there waiting. Like, it's it's just it's so arrogant. It's so cocky. Like, he's yeah. not – he has no interest in like playing the receiver. He's just watching the quarterback <laughs> waiting for that ball to come out so he can make a play. And it's, yeah. oh man, he's going to be, he's going to be fun to watch. I can't wait to see yeah. more Jack Jones.
0: And, and look, he's, you know, I, this is part of the thing for me. You live and die with this sometimes, right? Trayvon Diggs got smoked a ton last year, but he also had a ton of picks and scored a bunch of touchdowns. So like, yeah, okay. You don't want him to get burned every play, but like, if you're getting interceptions and you're getting pick sixes, now those are big plays for your defense as well as, you know, and so you, you have some of the give and take, obviously you don't want Jack Jones to be, you know, to be giving up the most yards out of any corner in the NFL. Right. But like, yeah, you need some of that aggressiveness and you want someone with that swagger and some of that, you know, playing with that, with that fire that he has, he is going to have to prove against the running game. He is going to have to improve his tackling, right? Because, you know, they just – we saw a few times they just threw it to Dobbs and he just ran him over, right? Took him for a ride for seven, eight yards. He's 175 pounds. Like, he just – he isn't big. And so some of that will come as he gets a little bit bigger and adds a little bit more bulk. But, like, you know, for right now, for what he is, I also saw him make a nice play on Aaron Jones where Jones came out and he went low and Jones had to try to jump over him and ended up, you know, landed out of bounds. And so, like, he's he's going to have his ups and downs, you know?
1: Yeah, he makes the big plays. I, the other thing I'll say is that I liked him in some ways in coverage more than Trayvon Diggs because he wasn't he wasn't really blowing coverages or anything like that. He was he was keeping good coverage while also looking for the right. ball, which is hard to do. It, it's yes, impressive it if you can get a guy like that. And I think this week, looking at this Lions offense, I think the key matchup here is going to be if the Patriots can stop the run at all. Because if they can. I have no confidence in Jared Goff <laughs> to beat anybody and uh I I like it's if Jared Goff throwing the ball, Pats are getting a pick probably two
0: now now hold on, Matt. Jared Goff has been a part of three of the top sixteen scoring games in NFL history, uh including last week <laughs> it was Is, one of them
1: which so there's that one there's, there's the, that the one Rams was the other one that that Rams Vikings Thursday night game it was like. Ago?
0: I forget which one it was. The Coliseum. My, it was part of my take. Was talking about that one. I I believe that was the one. It was like because golf I don't was know.
1: electric in that game. He looked. Yeah. He looked like a top five quarterback in that game, and we basically never saw that guy again afterwards.
0: No, it, it's you know he makes he he waits too long to make his decisions. I think, and so that's part of it. Now they had a billion guys out last week. Mm-hmm. They still scored a, a million points, but they had a billion guys out last week. I think the Patriots' defense is better than the Seahawks' defense. I think the Patriots' defense is much better than the Seahawks' defense, so I think that helps the Patriots. Um, Ra didn't practice yesterday, or today, I'm sorry. DeAndre Swift didn't practice today. If those two guys are out, that's big news for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. The Lions, though, are an interesting team because they don't have a – you know, we talk about Goff. He's meh, Right. But their offensive line is disgusting. Yeah. It's really, really good. And it so it's a
1: lot easier for your quarterback when right. the line is like that.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, and Jamal Williams is their backup running back. He's pretty good. He's pretty he's a, good.
1: Yeah. He's a, he's a good player. You know, yeah, it's, and you look at, so I was just looking through this rushing attack. They've had some really big games. Um, they have games of 180, with 81, 191, 139, and 145 yards on the ground. So holding them under 100 isn't happening. If you're holding them under 140, you're doing pretty well.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of the threshold that you're looking for is like, hey, look, you know, let's keep it under 140 or so. And then, you know, you want to kind of dare them to pass because, like you said, you know, let Jared Goff make a mistake and throw, you know, and throw an interception. But you also can't just allow them you can't load the box right uh you do have to you know play some play some defense and play some coverage so um you know but Amon Ra, if Amon Ra doesn't play he's been a beast so if he doesn't play that's good for the patriots right so um you know josh reynolds doesn't really scare me so like so they're not and and uh i was gonna say kenny Galladay, but he's on the giants now he stinks so much so it doesn't really matter. he also but, doesn't scare me um but i was gonna say kenny Galladay doesn't scare me he doesn't but he's on the giants so um but I just – I do think that um, – I think they have a good shot to win this game regardless of who's at quarterback for the Patriots because the Lions' defense stinks. They stink. Um, and I think that, you, you know, you're going to be able to throw the ball on them and you're probably going to be able to run on them as well, you know. So um, – Yeah,
1: that's, that's the we'll other see. thing about this Lions team. They have allowed more than 100 yards on the ground in three of the four games they've played this year. And they've allowed more than 200 on the ground twice. So yeah. if you're, if you're a betting man, I'm probably betting the under on time for this game might be yeah. a lot of rushes, not a lot yeah. of passes, this might be over. Uh, like this is the one o'clock game. This might be over by like three 30 and you can go catch the end of the other games. That'd
0: be real nice. That'd be real nice for someone who's going to be at the game on
1: Sunday. Yeah, you might, you might nice. be home by like five and
0: yeah. 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 I mean, that's, you know, and, and, and I think that that might be the recipe for success, especially if Bailey Zappi's in there. I think, you know, I think when you go back and look at Zappy uh, and there's a little bit of mixed things from, from different people and, you know, different things have said, different, uh, different people. I'm sorry. have said different things, but I thought Zappy was okay. I thought that there were some times, you know, that last, that fourth, that third down play in overtime, that's going to be the one that people look at, right? He has Hunter Henry wide open across the middle. He's got time. And instead of making the throw, he bails out when he didn't have to right now, that should have been defensive holding. It was a clear defensive holding. I mean, Kendrick Bourne's shirt got pulled like six yards back. It was crazy. I, uh, I don't know how they missed it, but they didn't call it. And so you had the play open. It was there. You didn't make the play, right? And so ultimately, that's what you have to live with, right? But, um, you know, it becomes one of those things where you just kind of look at it and say, like, all right, like, got to be better. And I think Zappy will be better this week. Um. But he's a rookie. He's still a rookie. He's still gonna take some bad plays. He took some bad sacks um that you didn't want to see him take because he just you know the clock wasn't ready yet, I think. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. And I
1: know, yeah, I don't know if it's gonna be ready this week, but no. He should be getting he should be getting a full week here with the yep. ones, which is gonna help him out. And presumably they're gonna design something for him a little bit based on how bad this Detroit run defense has been. I think you're going to primarily stick on the ground. I think you're going to go with a lot of what they did last week, and Mm -hmm. you're going to do that until it stops working, and then you're going to try it a couple more times to make sure it's not working if it even gets to that point because of how bad this Detroit defense has been against the run. Um, But yeah, you're going to do that. Uh, I know this is the Detroit defensive coordinator who's come under a lot of flack too, so their defense might come out energized early because of that. And you got to be able to weather that a little bit try to get some early points like they did last week. They got an early field goal in that first drive. Mm-hmm. And try. To, I think playing with a lead is going to be huge for the offense, too, because then you're not forced into... I mean, if this... You can run. If Detroit scores a touchdown on the first drive and then the Pats come out and Zappi throws a pick six, game might be over. Because right. if you're down two scores, Detroit's just going to run, run the ball all day long and things get a lot harder and now you feel like you have to throw the ball. You got to stay out of that Throw incompletions. Don't throw picks. Like throw right. it into the dirt. And try to put him in a good position. And the other thing is, we saw this with Jacoby Brissett back in 2016. Short week, Thursday night football game, going up against a good Texans team. And they just devised a game plan for him. And there were some gimmicks, some some new tricks that game, stuff you're not gonna see with anybody else at quarterback, you managed right. to get enough done to win the game. Even if I mean the defense got three. Given special teams got three turnovers in that one. So that helps you. Yeah, that's, that game was a shutout, 27-0. I don't know if you're going to get the same effort this time. But you just need those plays. Can you get chunk plays? Can you devise something easy for Zappy that's going to get 25 yards? Or can you pull out the stuff in the playbook that he knows? Pull out the stuff in the playbook that's similar to what he did in college. Give right. him the stuff he's comfortable with. Keep it simple. Yeah, You, know, you don't need to overcomplicate this. You're not going to I mean, first of all, you don't need to out-scheme this Detroit defense. You just right. need to out-execute them. So put the, give them the best chance to execute. Keep it simple. Keep it to the ground game and stuff you know, and have three or four wrinkles. This is where you might want to break out a couple trick plays. Break one out in the opening drive so you can start and play with a lead. Break one out if you get down. Like, Dig deep into that playbook if you're not confident and zappy, and get those plays that you need because this is a winnable game, and I, this is a game where if it's December and you're one game out of the playoff spot and this is what keeps you out, you're going to be a little bit annoyed if you lost. It.
0: I would agree 100%. You know, and that's, I will say, you talk about trick plays. The, the one for me that I'm waiting to see that we haven't seen yet, and we're only four games in, but the one that we haven't seen yet is they run that stupid sprint out. You know, they they run the, the guy. No, I'm sorry. They, they run the guy uh, in motion and they mm-hmm. throw that quick little screen pass to them. With the, with the wide receivers blocking in front of them. And, you know, it's almost gotten picked off a few times. One of them was almost a pick six at home um, by, by Mac, And, like, it just, you know, at, at some point, you have to run that exact play and fake it to that guy in the backfield. And then, you know, one of the receivers blocking just takes off. And that's a that's touchdown because everyone has seen that on film. Everyone has committed to that, you know, that quick little pass right there. They see it coming. It's one of those where Mac ran it a few times, and he didn't even look, he just turns and throws, right? Kend- they ran it on Kendrick Bourne on the fourth down play. They ran it at the goal line to, uh, to I think it was Ramondre over there. That, that was almost the pick six. So, like, that to me is like just run that play, but then throw it over the top for a touchdown, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm waiting to see that. They might, they might wait a few more weeks to pull that out. I don't know, but you'd have to feel like that's coming at some point because that's yeah. going to be wide open, you know?
1: Yeah. yeah, and this is one of those games where if, if Jacoby Myers is playing, um, he's been at practice, right? He's yeah, just been I believe so. He was time, limited yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. if he's playing, maybe you break out the double pass this week with him. Or you, you think about if the offensive line is playing well, you think about a flea flicker, breaking out one of those or – uh, anything that's going to get the ball outside the numbers. I think you, you're going to see some RPOs. Yeah, you did that in college. And if you do yep. that and you just can get some matchups, you like simplify the game, like just keep it, keep it to the stuff. He knows there's no, yeah. don't, you know, you're not throwing out the playbook, but don't, don't use the stuff that you've been installing for Mac because you think Mac can do this West coast offense stuff or Shanahan style stuff or whatever. Yeah. Bailey Zappi played a spread offense. So, give him a couple opportunities to spread the field, identify matchups. It's almost like early in Mac's career when they ran some no huddle and it worked well yep. for Mac. You might see a little bit of that from Zappy. Well,
0: it's funny because they, um I heard that Zappy, and I know it's 20 years later, so it's obviously time, you know, sign of the times, but Zappy last year had more passing yards and more touchdowns than Brady had and his entire Michigan career and I think Brady finished like 30 passing touchdowns and Zappe had 62 last year. So like he just he can sling it. He can sling it around. That's what he did yeah. when he was there like just let him let him sling it, right? And so he's not used to playing in the pocket and I do think I do think being in the pocket can be helpful especially when you have a strong running game because the play action can work so well. Um and they haven't really been using the play action quite as well as I quite as much certainly as as I would hope them to to have done so far, but at the same time, you know they've used it a little bit and they've had some success with it. So um, we'll see. But I do think that uh, I do think that that they can use that to their benefit this week and just let them let them chuck it. Like, yeah, you know, you see some of the the some of the um, throws that he had this week. The throw to Aglor is one that gets pointed out where if that was a good throw, it's probably a touchdown. I think that's a, rookie, that's a rookie throw where he's looking at the guy underneath saying, I got to get it over his head, right? He's got yeah. tons of room to get it over his head. So he didn't want to throw it on a rope. He wanted to put some air under it. Didn't have to do that. And I think he's going to look at the film and say, yeah, no, like trust myself, tr- you know, trust in my arm, trust in, in the QB skills that you have. And just get in the ball, right? And yeah. uh, even the Parker touchdown, it was kind of like, oh, my God, he's so wide open, just don't miss him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And so yeah. – you know, I, I think he'll get better with time, um, you know, and certainly he's thrust into a position that nobody expected him to be in. Zero people expected him to be starting, certainly this year, uh, and maybe even ever, certainly for the Patriots. So, you know, he's in a spot that that no one really anticipated him being in, which is okay. That's all right. And, he, and he's, he's responded okay week one. And we'll see how he responds week two. You know, I think Bill's kind of playing the game where it's like, oh, is Mac going to start? Is... Is Zappi going to start? Because we don't know who to expect. And so the game plan can't necessarily be against Zappi. But I do think that it's that Zappi ends up being the one to get started.
1: When I look at what they did at practice today, too, on Wednesday, and it's raining and they always practice outdoors in the rain because Bill wants them to be exposed to that for when they need to be. Nope. They're coming indoors and they're doing um, just a walkthrough. That's uh, that to me says everything you need to know about who's going to be starting on Sunday, because they want to make sure Zappy's ready. He's a guy who's yep. barely been getting reps. This is here's your reps. Here we're going to give you one day. Where we're installing everything that's for you, uh, and I part of that's probably for um, the the backup they signed, Gary Gilbert. There, yeah, yeah, so that he can learn a little bit of this too, because he's true. coming back into this. And but, he's going to be the guy, he's going to be the backup on Sunday. So, exactly. God, if I say a win decides to turn into a turnstile again on Sunday, then ho- hopefully, yeah. But yeah. it's one of those. I think they're just they're designing something for him. I also, if they have any like direct snap plays on there to running backs or to Jacoby Myers or some trick plays like that, this is the week where you break it up. If you have any trick plays for the red zone, too, this is right. one of those games where. You're at the three yard line and you need that weird play. You think you can only break out once or twice a season that might get you a touchdown. and might cause something weird. Might be it. This is one of those weeks where I think you want to break it out. Remember, yeah. Jacoby had a 27 yard rushing touchdown against the Texans. And we never saw that play again until cam came in. Like, yeah, it's those one-offs that in a game like this can be huge.
0: Right. Right. And that's, that's really what you want to see. And so, you know, we'll kind of we'll see what ends up happening there i will say you mentioned the Mark, you mentioned the isaiah win thing i wonder if cannon doesn't get the start at right tackle i know cannon has struggled with the pass no. but so wasn't isaiah win so like and you know and win's actually been a pretty good run blocker but cannon is still can a what? very very good run blocker so you know this is i, I yeah. don't know
1: well this is another thing i think you could think about for sunday looks like janu is going to miss a little bit of time with that Um, low ankle sprain right that's the case hunter henry not that great of a blocker just play six offensive linemen for huge sections of the game yeah Yeah. the the lions don't have a good run defense patriots are good at running run blocking especially with all those extra guys in there gets the ball out of zappy's hands and take down that clock i think both teams are looking to take down that clock a little bit and shorten the game the more that the patriots can do it then I mean, you're 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 making the sample size smaller by shortening the game, so yep, one absolutely. or two big plays can change it. And I like the odds of the Pats getting a big play against Jared Goff. I think the Lions probably like their odds of getting a big play against Bailey Zappi. So it's just it's going to be that, and who which team can defend the run better? Both teams' yeah. game plans are going to be stop the run and force the quarterback to make a mistake. Bailey Zappi is probably worse than Jared Goff is. I trust the Patriots' coaching staff more. I tr- I don't trust the Patriots run defense at all at the moment after the last two weeks.
0: So. No, and, and I don't blame you for that. And, and Lawrence Guy seems like he's trending towards being back this week. He was limited participant to, today. So, like, it seems like, okay, maybe he'll be back out there. Um, and if Lawrence Guy plays, that certainly helps your run defense. But I think that's why you saw Jamie Collins come back because Mac Wilson – He's flashed a little bit with his athleticism, but he cannot play the run. He gets absolutely murdered by those offensive linemen in there. And Raekwon McMillan's been fine, but he hasn't really been impressive, right? And we so haven't
1: really seen him play defense since week one.
0: Yeah, that's true too. Which, so yeah, which which, I think that which says a lot about what they think. Tells about. you all you need to know because Mac Wilson's yeah. getting killed out there, and instead they're bringing in Jamie Collins. So, you yeah. know, that's that's a little worrisome when you think about McMillan. I think Penny Jennings has done a decent job on the edge. Um, I thought he looked good. I, so
1: their best linebacker group right now. If you're if you got four guys out there, it's going to be Bentley and Tavea on as your inside linebackers, and Jennings and Judon on the edges. Which I also I think Tavea has been pretty good this year. I have been pleasant every time I turn on the tape. It's oh you made a pretty good play there. Oh made a good play. Kills there. me to and say it. There.
0: Kills he's, me to say it. It kills. He's me to got
1: say it. also say. He he's a surprisingly good blitzer. He has really yeah. heavy hands, so he just forces guys back when he blitzes, which is nice. I, I think Mac Wilson's a good blitzer too. So I, I think they're both about as good. Wilson had a play. Uh, I know Andrew Callahan talked about it at one point, and then I, I posted something on my Twitter about it where the the. Packers ran like that jet motion. Have the receiver coming across at the handoff, and Judon goes to take the receiver coming across, and Mac Wilson goes through that motion too. So they hand it off to Aaron Jones, that goes up the middle, and Wilson recognizes it comes back, makes contact with Aaron Jones five yards past the line of scrimmage, and is not able to bring him down for another fifteen yards. Yeah, and gets a face mask in the process.
0: Right, it's a 30, it's 30 yards. Play. Right, it's an awful play.
1: EPA added, it was, like, 2.4 EPA added. That was, like, almost a field goal worth of value from that one yeah. play. And it's he barely saw the field after that. And that's...
0: Yeah. Uh, that's one of those ones where it was just kind of like, what are you doing? Like, wh- you know, he can't make the tackle. And then to make it worse, like you say, you, you grab his face mask. So I think they just said, we- we, you know, we've seen enough. And Tavea, like, I just – I hate to admit it, but he's been pretty good. He has – he's not – What's crazy about it is that, you know, you wanted like something special. You thought you had maybe had something special with these linebackers that were, you know, quick and fast and change the game. Mm-hmm. And maybe you don't. Maybe you just don't. Right. And listen, no. maybe Tavea doesn't play when you play the Bills because you don't really need it because the Bills can't run the ball. Right. Yeah. So, OK, maybe he doesn't play because you're worried about the speed. Right. Maybe he doesn't play a lot against the Dolphins because you're worried about the speed and they can't run. But when you play teams that can run, like the like the Lions can and like the Packers can, he's got to be on the field because you have to have guys that can stop the run, right? And so, like, you know, and so that and that's kind of what it comes down to. And I think that that's kind of where Jamie Collins fits into because Jamie Collins is fourth time here, right? But it's like you know, he just he's just a big guy that can that can play against the run, and he's you know he's kind of a dummy sometimes, and he does stupid things, and you know he's not the best player, but like. At least you know what you're going to get for the most part from him. So, it's yeah. uh, it's been it's been a frustrating year for those linebackers. So, um, that's something yeah, that think, that you know.
1: Yeah, I think Jamie Collins is going to look good in that 99 jersey too.
0: So i will start with I 91 with
1: now, then 58 now with 99. That's that's a good number for him.
0: Yeah. yeah, and he wore didn't he have a single digit? Did he have a single digit one?
1: Not in New England. He may have when he was in Detroit. I think he wore eight in Detroit. I think he, he was, wore eight in college.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right.
1: So yeah, he's done that.
0: He um, was ninety one and he what he wore 50, 58 both 50. times. Or did he wear fifty?
1: He wore fifty-eight.
0: So both times he was back. The both both was yeah. two seconds second and third. 58. Um but yeah, yeah, I think
1: I think the real linebacker we added along the way in all of this was actually Jabril Peppers. That's the best guy we added who can do that.
0: He's, he's been awesome.
1: He's, what he's about the same size as Mac Wilson, and he can play a linebacker and also drop deep as a free safety. Yeah, so he's and been also Blitz. awesome.
0: And Phillips, <laughs> so. dude, that that play the uh, last get, week like, with all Phillips, of those guys. yeah, that play last week with Phillips when he just absolutely just manhandled Aaron Jones and then got to Aaron Rodgers, saved a touchdown because Jack Jones, you know, guessed wrong and gave up yeah. you know free release basically for a touchdown to Lazard, and he couldn't get it to him because Adrian Phillips is in his lap. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was real nice. So it was, it was one of those things. So, but I will hey, say, hey. I, oh, go ahead.
1: No, it's just the linebacker stuff. This is the way Bill likes to do it. If you're gonna be on the field as a linebacker, we want you to be able to stop the run and blitz. Because if we want somebody who could stop the pass, we just we'll just put another safety in there. Right? Any safety is gonna be a better pass defender than just about any linebacker. That's so correct.
0: Especially we'll the safeties the Patriots have. have.
1: Yeah, it's why they have four of them because yeah. you can get all four on the field at the same time and play two of them at linebacker.
0: Right, right,
1: and five of them if you're including Joshua Bledsoe.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, and I will say, you know, I I've had enough of the Miles Bryan era. Right, I I really have. Um, I was very vocal about Marcus Jones being the kick and punt returner. I think that worked out pretty well. Now it's only one game, but I think that worked out pretty well. Right with him having a 20 and a 29 yard punt return. Uh, he's electric back there. And, you know, and then, and then you see miles Bryant trying to cover these guys in the slot. And I know it's, I know it's Randall Cobb and Randall Cobb is a veteran receiver and it's difficult to stay with him because he's just so smart and does, but it's like, man, at some point you got to be able to make a play. And miles Bryant just, he just doesn't make, he doesn't make a play. Right. And so that's the thing for me. That's so frustrating. is like, just make a play, man. And he just doesn't. And so that's like, I just yeah. feel like, okay, he's fine, but he's not consistent. He's not consistently stopping anyone. He's so a, why not, why not put someone in there that has the ability or the potential to like actually make a big play. Right. And so, um, so to me, I'm ready, I'm ready to hit for him to get replaced at, at corner as well. So already been replaced at, uh, at punt return and kick return. And let's put him back. Let's, let's take him out at, at, at slot man. corner too. I'm, I'm all set.
1: Yeah, I'd like to see what they have in Marcus Jones there. I also think when healthy, their best three corner lineup is probably Jalen Mills, Jack Jones, and Jonathan Jones. I agree. So, I would because I mean, I I think all three of those guys could play in the slot if needed, too. Which I mean, I think that last game, I mean, Randall Cobb is a better receiver than Miles Bryant anyway, and he's bigger. I think that really works in his advantage there. He's a really good route technician. The guy you want on him there is probably Jonathan Jones in that situation. Um, And the the other part of this, too, is that two of those big plays to him over Miles Bryant. Miles Bryant didn't really do anything wrong. Aaron Rodgers is just a sicko who can put balls where most guys can't. And he's going to make a couple of those throws. And you just you got to live with it sometimes. Like,
0: yep, it's true. It's true. It's true. And so. You know, so we'll see. I mean, ultimately, it's not the end of the world. They're not—they're not winning and losing games because they have Miles Bryant in the slot corner. Like that's not—you know—that's not the case. Yeah, so, he, I would like to see a, what we have in some of the young guys, though.
1: Yeah, he's—he's he's a fine player. He's yeah, he's just fine.
0: Like right.
1: So I, it is if Marcus Jones can't get over, can't get jump him on the depth chart at corner by the end of the season, I think we will be cause for a little bit of concern about what he can do at corner because. Miles Bryant is fine, but if you can't ever show upside over him to where the coaches want to see what you can do on the field, then yeah, something something's up. Right. Which I mean, exactly. I think Marcus, if Marcus Jones is consistently as good as he was on Sunday in the special teams game, he might be worth the draft pick on that alone. Well, that's true. He can. Yeah, that's true. the way he can shift the field. He's averaging like twenty-five yards a punt return right now.
0: Yeah, but I that's, mean, that's that was one of those things where it's like you saw it. I think it was the second one where he went down the right sideline and he just exploded. I mean, he you know he caught it. He kind of took a step or two and then he just like and you're like, whoa, okay. And he just accelerated past everyone. Matter of fact, I think he was going so fast he like lost his balance a little bit uh, as he was heading towards the sounding Probably could have picked up a few more yards, but like he just he has that that like game changing speed, but not just speed like acceleration and quickness. Yeah. That you he's know, you see some too. of these great punt returners have, yes, yep, and so that's the type of stuff where it's like, you know, he keeps doing that, and pretty soon teams are going to have to kick away from him, which is an advantage in and of itself because the punter goes back there and is worried about, you know, kicking the ball away from the punt return. And now he's in his own head thinking about, okay, I can't kick it to him, I got to try to figure out, and then you know, you get a shank or two, and 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 that changes the field position, anyway. So, yeah, and if you uh, get I a- do, you know I think that's yeah. a good thing
1: if you can get a score in defense or a score in special teams, Mm -hmm. that'll always help you shift the game. I think he's more than capable of doing that, and if you shorten the field, we know this this offense has kind of had issues at points with moving the ball or at points with big conversions or stuff like that. Well, if you're starting the ball at the 50-yard line, things get a heck of a lot easier. They're already pretty good at field position this year. They're one of the better teams, so... The better that can be, the easier it is on your young quarterback and on your offensive line and on your defense as well. Because now if the offense stalls, you're punting from the 40 if, you, if you're if you deciding to punt, and the offense is not – they're starting from their own 10 or maybe worse. And then now your defense has more room to make plays and more room to make a stop. And if you force them to punt again, now a 25-yard return and you're right back where you were. and All kinds of good stuff
0: comes yeah. from that. I agree. All right. Two more questions for you that I have, and then we'll get into our our last segment. But um, the the first question I have for you is about Belichick not being super, uh, and Belichick kind of always hasn't been super aggressive. Mm -hmm. But I think you saw it this year in the Packers game. You saw the same exact thing last year in the Cowboys game where the Cowboys get the ball to start. You stop them. You get the ball back. You get to midfield. You don't go for it on fourth down. The same exact thing happens in the Packers game. Backers get the ball. They don't score. You get this. You get a stop. You get the ball to midfield and you punt on fourth and five. And then in both instances, you give up a score on the ensuing drive and you lose the game. And I just think I don't understand. I understand from the from the point of view that it's a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Bailey's happy. They're expecting a lot less than they were Mac Jones last year. But it's still a rookie quarterback. And I get. Playing the field position angle of it. But with the fact that overtime is only 10 minutes long, they had like four and a half minutes left to go in overtime. Like it just kind of seemed like, what are we doing here? Like if you can't pick up the first down, all right, you lose. Are you playing for a tie? Like I don't understand what we're doing. Like, well, so that was, that one was very, very curious to me. And I'm curious about what your thought about them playing so conservatively.
1: Well, first of all, I take issue with the idea of Bill Belichick ever playing for a tie. Um, that man has, <laughs> Twenty-four years, twenty-eight. I forget how many years he's been a head coach. Never tied a game. Yes, not once. That's correct. So it's it's just not. It's not going to be in his thing. I think he very firmly believes in his defense and in his special teams and in what they can do. And I think he also knows the limits of his offense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I go back to that Dallas game last year. The Patriots actually started with the ball in overtime. Um, Dallas. Oh, you're did. right. You're right. Yeah, and they were short of midfield. So it was fourth and three when they decided to punt the ball away, but they were but they on were, their like, own the
0: forty-seven side. or something like that. Forty-six, they? yeah. Yeah.
1: Which I'm not sure if I agree with that decision, but at the same time, you had overtime on the own side of your field, Dallas is. If you don't get that, Dallas might not even need to get a first down. And I got it. Yeah, ten 20.
0: yards or so. I get it.
1: Yeah. Um, I I, I don't know if that's what I would have done. Uh, but I get it. And then the one on this Sunday, I totally get it. Uh, and I think part of this has to do with the quarterback you have. The playbook right. gets so small when Zappi is in there. And the offense, I think, it kind of stalled a little bit. And I think there was recognition there that, hey, he had a chance to make a play on third down. Didn't make the play. Yeah, We look at where we are. Defense has gotten back-to-back stops and has gotten a couple three and outs for some turnovers in this game. We've seen our punt returner get 20 yards both times he's returned it. So let's punt and take our See chances because yeah. we're probably not getting five yards here and we might get a stop and a punt return into field goal range and we don't even need the offense we'll just send the kicker out there which is
0: true yeah which is true i thought the yeah, defense it, they played was so bad like on that last was, drive they're playing eight yards off the off the receiver and they're just throwing quick passes and picking up yards i'm like what are we doing here like it was, well, was crazy
1: when I think you're, you're playing to make sure you don't get beat over the top there. And Aaron Rodgers is really good and right. But they were, are goal.
0: they were almost in field goal range. I mean, they yeah. cross they cross yeah. midfield and you're still giving them eight yards of cushion. I thought that was crazy. Yeah. Um, well,
1: that what happened last year was Dallas got right to the edge of field goal range. You then broke one loose for the touchdown. So I right. think you're trying to avoid that force the field goal attempt at least because then you can block it or then you can hope he misses it. Right. If the guy gets free into the end zone. Um, but I think at the end of the day these decisions that we're agonizing over they're probably close to 50-50 decisions. I agree. They're not yeah, I agree. they're not more than 60-40 in either direction and at that point I don't think there's a wrong decision. What what matters is that the players execute what it is. And obviously yeah. no coach is going to ever throw their players under the bus. But even if you disagree with what Bill is doing here, the players absolutely still have a chance to win the game and a pretty good chance. Mm-hmm. Um some of like the EPA per play metrics or whatever uh, suggest the Patriots were basically in the same position on fourth and five from the Green Bay territory at the and when they punted the ball away as the Packers were like two plays later when they only picked up three yards on first down. Yeah. It's it's basically the same position. Right. So sometimes at some point the players do actually have to make a place. Yeah. It's all theory. It's all academic until these, this starts happening and Packers have good players who made plays. Yep. Like some people some people look at that game and say, hey, that was a winnable game that got away. And I think there's an argument for that. I also think there's a pretty good argument for they made a lot of plays to make that game close. And sometimes you just run out of the magic and the other team was better than you the whole time. And you see it, you see it happen in March Madness all the time. It's true. Where it's a yeah. 16 seed against the one and they're up at halftime and they're up with 10 minutes left and you're looking around. And then the next thing you know, the one seed has a 20 point lead like what just happened like right it just happens sometimes just ran out so, of the
0: like well that's and listen when we went to the game we said just just make it close just be competitive yeah. right i didn't think they were going to win and the fact they were in it shows me a lot about the team and and shows me that there is some potential there with some of these players so so overall yeah. you know y- y- if it's hard to find too much fault with what they did on sunday so no uh, and you can
1: I'll pull I'll, very quickly here. I'll pull it from history too. Mm-hmm. Go back to 01. The Pats played the Rams in that regular season and they lost that game at home. And it yep. was ever as the type of, oh, like a moral victory that they played close. No, oh, they, they played them, learned about themselves, learned what they could do better, got a little bit of a confidence boost from saying, hey, we played with these guys. We know we can do it. If we get a chance to do it again, and you go on to the next game. So, think there's probably a little bit of that. I, I don't like all this talk about like, oh, is it like a moral victory or not for the fans? Or like, I don't know. I'm sure th- these players are human beings. I'm sure they yeah. go, hey, I'm glad. Like, I'm sure Jack Jones is out there thinking for, for as cocky as he is on the outside. I'm sure he's thinking, hey, I picked off Aaron Rodgers. I did that. Yeah. I I can I can be here in the NFL. Sure, all those guys, Devontae Parker, getting a touchdown. Like these guys are building confidence, playing together, and they can play against a team that's probably going to win that division. So, right, move, bring that to the next game. Bring exactly. that to this week. Bring that exactly. to Cleveland next week.
0: Yep. No, I agree with you. And so, you know, so we'll see. But uh, all right, one last one for you before we uh, before we get to our last segment here. Uh, this game, Patriots minus two point five against the Lions. Are you betting the Patriots or the Lions? At minus two-point Patriots, giving up two-and-a-half points.
1: Anytime that it's under, like, three points, I'm just not even really caring about the points. I'm thinking about who's going to win. In this situation, when it's that close and the Pats are at home, I'm going to take the Pats. This is a toss-up game in my eyes because, like, if you look at the metrics, these teams are just about equal and, like, an EPA per play margin and all the advanced stuff, even though the Lions are way off in their own corner with their awful, awful defense and amazing offense. Um, it's, it's a toss up. I'll take the Pats because I'm a Pats fan. Um, yeah, probably not good to bet with your heart, which is why I don't usually bet on Patriots
0: games. But... Correct. Yes.
1: <laughs> um, can I, I know we have our, our weird, our like history. Yes. Thing. Can I throw in another weird Forward. We Wait,
0: that? hold on. Before you do that over Sorry. under 46 and a half going wow. over or under.
1: See, the logic tells you under because there's probably not going to be a lot of possessions and probably a lot more field goals than touchdowns. But that under still feels a little bit low to me. I might take the over because I think we might get some defensive scores here.
0: Well, and the Lions are averaging 35 points a game and giving up 35.3. So on average, the average game for the Lions has been 70 points, which is insane. I mean, that's crazy that that can't possibly stay the rest of the season. But that's been the average game so far for the for the Lions this year. Um,
1: I think I'm taking you know. the over on that.
0: Yeah. I think – but I will tell you I would not be shocked at all if we ended up with the under and it was like 17-14 and everyone's like, what in the world happened here? So uh yeah. could be one of I, those like NFL – Red yeah. zone, like you know, people that are watching the red zone never see it because it just never, it just never pops up because there's no or big be, scores, you know,
1: or it could be like 15 to 12, just all failed goals, yes,
0: something stupid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what's your, what's your fact that you got?
1: This is the third time now that the Pats have brought out the throwbacks against the Lions. That's right. Well, they, oh, they did
0: it 2010, right? And the, yeah, in the, on Thanksgiving,
1: they have done, done it every chance that they've had the opportunity to with the red jerseys because they played them. In 2018, could didn't have them then. Played them in 2014, didn't have them then. 2010, they did have them, and then 02 is when they did it for Thanksgiving back then. And we just we saw them for that one-off game and no other time around then. So I don't really know much about the history of that one. Why they yeah didn't have the jersey? Probably because of Thanksgiving. Um,
0: Must have been. And I know yeah. I know the 2010 game was on Thanksgiving as well. So yeah, um, but they
1: have they have essentially I think exclusively worn the red throwbacks against either. NFC North teams or AFC East teams?
0: Yeah, because they did it against the Packers too. Yeah,
1: no, not the pa- the Vikings.
0: They did it against the Packers. Oh my God, that might have been that must have been years ago. They that did might it be against, I, back when like Favre was playing quarterback stuff. Was them.
1: this was this '96 when they did the '75 '75th anniversary throwback? Might have been. Yeah, might have been because because here's the other thing. There are also two different versions of the red throwback jersey. The red throwbacks that they wore in 09 for the Good AFL point. are different from the ones they're wearing now. They're similar. Yep, you're right. Inspired by similar, but like I think the ones they're inspired by are like ten or fifteen years apart in when they wore them.
0: Yeah, yeah, true. true. These are
1: the ones they wore in the '80s. The the other ones so, are the ones they wore in the '60s.
0: Yeah, yeah, yep. So there you go. So this yeah. is a little factoid about, about throwback jerseys, but so, it. all right, let's get into our, uh, our final segment. I think that's all we got for the, for the Patriots game. Listen, it is. should be a high scoring game. They should win, right? Mm-hmm. They come out of this game two and three and we're feeling okay about where we are. Right. And, um, you know, we'll see of course, but they got some winnable games coming ahead. Right. As we mm-hmm. talked about, you got the lions, then you get the Browns then you get the bears then you get the jets, these next four. Are winnable games even without Mac Jones. And so you you know, you want to think that they have a chance at least to win some of these games. So we'll see. Long way to go. But stack performances,
1: put some stuff together.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So all right, here we go. And now for something we think you'll really like this week in sports history. All right. So you want to go first? Or you want me to go first?
1: Um, I have two. I can I can get these out quickly. They're both recent ones.
0: All right, we want to go. Why don't you give one, and then I'll give one, and then you give one, and then I'll give one. Cause I All got two right, as
1: well. One of these is uh, has a little bit of uniform history with it too. Today is Thursday, Oct- or not not Thursday, Wednesday, Wednesday, October fifth, twenty twenty two. I was reading the date in front of me instead. This is the <laughs> anniversary of the uh the Patriots Buccaneers Thursday night game back in twenty seventeen. That. That was back when the color rush was still a thing. So that's like the, oh, that is like the all lone, whites, right? The lone game in the Brady era where they went all white without wearing throwback uniforms because they right. did that in Denver that one time. But yeah, they went down there and that really, really weird game. Pats kicked three field. The final score was yeah nineteen to fourteen. Pats kicked yeah, was a three four game. field goals, four field goals, and a touchdown. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then what, Bucks had a touchdown late. Uh, which their kicker for that game was Nick Folk.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Uh, yeah. So that was that yeah, that one made the Pats three and two. I it's just that was just not a fun game.
0: No, it wasn't. No. I was actually I was trying to get down to that game and my wife uh had training for something in Barcelona. So she was away for the weekend. Um and I was gonna my kids were really little. My my little guy was only a year at that point. We didn't want to be mm-hmm. gone. Yeah. And, you know both a plane right away, so I ended up not going, but um, so I missed out on that game. But I almost went to that game. I almost yeah. did it. So yeah,
1: Pat, Pat's had over a hundred yards worth of penalties, two turnovers, less cool. yards than Tampa, less first downs than Tampa, and yeah, still it was won a terrible the game.
0: game. Yeah, it was a bizarre game. So, uh, so Biden is from August fifth, uh, August Jesus, October fifth, nineteen sixty four. And that's a Gino Capaletti. Gino Capaletti goes six for six on field goals and three for three on PATs. And the Patriots win 39 to 10 versus the Broncos in Denver uh, in
1: 1964. Wow. That's a, that's a good one that you pulled out right there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I like that
0: so, one. All right. What do you got? What's your, what's your second one?
1: Legendary path there. Uh, a much more fun game that we're also on the anniversary of uh, today. October 5th is the anniversary of the We Are On To Cincinnati game. 43-17 oh, to 17 win Woo. over the Bengals. Um, Stephen Ridley scored the opening touchdown in that one. I actually just saw he's going to be down in the bayou for LSU as one of their uh, captains this Saturday for really? their game against Tennessee. Yeah, um, so He's coming back out. I, I remember his celebration breaking down the door very fondly
0: yes i think that's one of my favorite
1: thing and then kick it yeah that was cool that's one of my favorite celebrate touchdown celebrations of that era um and then he like i think he tore his acl the next week after that game and yeah we was basically yeah was
0: that when like when he fumbled right they fumbled he fumbled and they picked it up and ran it back for touchdown when he tore his acl i believe right
1: something like that well there was there was i know there was the one where he got like Knocked out. against well, there was Baltimore. a concussion that
0: they recovered. That's right. Yes,
1: but I, that may have also happened in that Buffalo game because he. Yeah. The twenty fourteen was the year he fixed his fumble problem. Plays like five and a half games, and tears his ACL.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Really. I. He was yeah. Stephen Ridley was actually one of my favorite players. for a good battle. player. I, I like watching player.
0: him play. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's your so, last one here? Uh, my last one is from October fourth, and by the way, I think the Gino one may have been October fourth as well. But either way. It's either October 4th or October 5th, but this one's October 4th, 1873. The Toronto Argonauts Football Club forms as the Argonaut Rowing Club Rugby Football Squad. It is the oldest existing pro sports team in North America that's still using its original name. The Toronto Argonauts, the oldest existing pro sports team in North America, still using its original name, eighteen. 73
1: that's incredible
0: so been around for a long time
1: yeah i, so, I don't watch much cfl so i can't really get any context on that Maybe we not watch not it that
0: was doug flutie done. now that doug flutie's gone i don't know we can I don't watch me
1: this could be a cfl podcast in like our odd days if we want
0: yeah probably not yeah, we but one, I mean, you never know the CFL? <laughs> you never know who knows when the cfl even takes place i don't even know does it take place yeah. during the nfl season or in the summer I, I don't know i have no clue, clue. So no clue. And you know what? I don't really care to find out if I'm being completely honest with you. Bring
1: bring back arena football. That's what we want.
0: Exactly. Yes, let's do it. So uh, why not? You know, so (laughs) it can't be worse than the XFL. Right. So. (laughs) So. But uh, but anyways. All right. That's all we got, I think, today. So uh, we'll be back Sunday uh, at some point Sunday afternoon. I got to I'll be at the game. So sometime after the game. Uh, we'll be back on here talking about talking about the game, and then we'll go from there. So, yeah. um,
1: um, a note for our viewers too: I believe this is a Fox game, not a CBS one. NFC correct. team coming to town, so they're on Fox.
0: That is correct. Yes, and you get like the beat, like the D squad on on Fox as well. So, no more A yeah. squad like last week uh, with Tony Romo.
1: It's Kenny Albert and Jonathan Vilma. So they got this week, Jonathan Vilma. Really? I didn't, I didn't know, know he, he was broadcasting. No. Yeah. no
0: idea. So, but uh Saints legend Jonathan Vilma. So Yeah, I always liked him growing up. Good player. Good player. Yeah. So All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it and we will uh we'll talk to you on Sunday.